0: Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help you figure out what's really going on in your relationship to help get you out and on the road to recovery. Today, I'm going to talk to you about when you have been out for a while and you've been working on your healing and you start to realize that the healing is happening without you even realizing it. And I know if you're still in it or if you've just left, you're like, that's not me. This isn't for me. I'm not there yet. Hold up. I need to go back and listen to some other stuff. Or I was hoping you were going to talk about something that I'm going through right now, which by the way, you can always reach out to me and um, request. And if I've already done a topic, I will send it to you. And if I haven't, I'll put it on my list. Um but I want to talk about that because that's kind of where I'm at right now. Obviously there's still healing that's going to come up that I'm going to be very aware of that I'm going to have to work through that I might have to talk about. Um and there's also some things that are starting to happen now I've been um removed from this person for over 2 years and so there's some really beautiful things that can come along that we don't notice until we do notice. So I'm going to talk about that. Before we dive in, I will talk about my struggles and successes. The struggle is I'm sick right now. I don't know if you can hear it. I came down with something the other day. Um, and I hope to feel better in the next couple of days. Um, hopefully it's not like a long drawn out one. Like we sometimes see, um, but that's been kind of rough. I've been lucky to not be, um, like sick for a while. Um, a, success is that I just crossed over to 40,000 words on the book I'm writing. I think I might have mentioned this last week, Um, but I am writing now. I have been able to write now. It's been going really well. I'm really proud of what I'm working on. I hope it turns into something wonderful for all of you. Wonderful, I don't know, helpful. Um, And so yeah, after I finish up this episode, I'm going to go probably sit for a while and see what comes out of this brain of mine. So stay tuned. Okay. So let's talk about healing and how weird it is. (laughs) I don't exactly know where I'm going with this, but I wanted to give you an example of something that happened to me recently that two years ago was crippling for me. So we're going to start with that example of something that I could not do and kind of go with it and grow with it. Um, so that hopefully you, as you go through your journey, one, you feel validated by the things that you can't do right now. And two, you feel validated and recognized and seen for what you can do now as you continue to grow or what you will hopefully do in the future. So one example is when I was with my abuser or yes, when I was with my abuser, I, Experienced a lot of abuse that happened in the car, and I do believe that I've talked about that a fair amount. I don't know if I've done a whole episode about that. If I haven't, I definitely should. Um, yes, I have. It's like why abuse um, happens on vacation. I don't know what the exact title is, but I talk a lot about how abuse can really <clears throat> excuse me. Abuse can really ramp up when we are alone and completely isolated from these people. Like it happens at home. It happens everywhere because obviously we know abuse can be really subtle. It can happen at the grocery store. It can happen in front of your friends. Those little. Dog whistling like remarks that only you're gonna understand is is said and done on purpose to bother you. Um, it can happen on a plane, it can happen in the car, it can happen anywhere, but there is something to the fact that they like to really drive home that nastiness when you're stuck and you can't get out. Like you can't just jump off a plane, you can't just tuck and roll when you're out on a highway in the mountains in the middle of nowhere, you can't go running for your life when you're in a cabin in the woods or in you're in another country and you're completely just like by yourself, don't speak the language or whatever. Um, you're in a hotel room. They know you don't really have anyone to run to most likely. So they can really ramp that up. And so when I first left, one thing that I really struggled with was riding in cars with other people. It didn't matter who you were. I didn't want to feel stuck with you. I didn't want to feel like if something did come up, um, which I really hoped that if I was a, around someone after my abuser, that they, it at least wouldn't be that extreme. Like, But even at that time, I couldn't handle mild disagreements. And that's not to say that I was like, everybody needs to agree with me and just like, baby me and pity me. And like, whatever I say, you have to agree because otherwise I'm going to break down. That's not how it was. It was hard. There were times when like, you know, talking to my son's dad, who I really needed to work through some stuff with after leaving that abusive relationship. And we needed to like reinvent our relationship as co-parents and he kind of needed to understand some stuff and I needed to explain some stuff and we needed to like figure out what we were going to do without someone controlling up our every move. There was a lot of, you know, it was difficult for me and there were some sort of budding, I'm just going to call them connections, but like budding new like relationships, connections, friendships, things at that, the really early stages that I couldn't handle like mild disagreements. Like once I was talking to someone about someone's accent on TikTok, it's so stupid. They they're an American person and they have like a kind of a British accent now. And I was like, I do think that she's doing that on purpose because like as an American who's I'm like in my thirties, I don't think that I would like I might switch some of the words I use, but I'm still gonna say like Hoover. I'm not gonna be like, get the Hoover because I'm not British, right? Um, <clears throat> obviously, I mean, I'm not like an expert on accents or anything, but like, obviously when you're younger, it's more likely, but I was like, no, I'm pretty sure she's doing that on purpose. And the other person was like, no, that's her actual accent. And I started crying because like the conversation kept going and it was about nothing at all. Um, but I couldn't handle it. Whereas now, okay, come kind of to find out. I'm giving you multiple examples here. I just had the one about the car in my mind, but here we go. This is what we do sometimes on this podcast. We just roll with it. Um, <clears throat> So I couldn't handle things like that. And now like someone could disagree with me and I am much more likely to just be like, okay, like you're allowed to feel that way. And I feel my way. Like, obviously it depends on the situation and what's going on and stuff. Um, I'm much more able to handle my own feelings. I'm not going to just break down crying probably because I, I, I know that it's not abuse. The people that I'm around are not abusing me. I may just be like, I'm disappointed or I'm whatever, or that person's really going through something. So it's not so scary to have conversations with people because in the beginning, it's very scary because you just don't know. You really don't know if people are safe. You don't know if what starts out to be like, what seems like a nice connection, a nice friendship or whatever turns out to be not very safe for you because that's what happened to you with your abuser they started off safe. They started off someone that you thought you could be close to and then come to find out they absolutely were not. The example that I had in my mind today was the riding in car situation. And this came into my mind because about two weeks ago, I ended up hanging out with someone who I had just met and we were like walking around downtown Vancouver, hanging out, having a good time, talking, whatever. And we went on a car ride together. She was like, let me show you around. And I was like, absolutely. So I got in this car. We looked around Vancouver because it was like really rainy. And then I went on my merry way. I was like, thanks for showing me around Vancouver. You know, see ya whenever. And drove back to the States, came home, didn't even think about the fact that I had gotten into a car with someone I didn't know. And yeah, just didn't cross my mind. And then all of a sudden I was sitting there like, you know, two weeks later, and I was like, I just got in a car. with someone I didn't know and didn't even think about it. Like, not in the sense that it's like, oh, you're going to get in a car with someone that's not safe or whatever. It was like, um, you didn't worry that they were going to yell at you. You didn't worry that they were going to trap you and, you know, try to ruin your whole entire day or your whole entire life or whatever. I just was like, sure, you're going to show me around Vancouver. We're going to have a little loop-de-loop and then I'm going to go get in my car and I'm going to head back. Um, to where I'm from, no big deal. (coughs) I mean, in the early days, I remember, so it would have been like February or March of 2022. Um, and I went no contact in October of 2021. I remember going to Seattle with my friend and we had made plans and we were going to stay in an Airbnb. Like we're going to stay in the same location. And I still was like, can I meet you there? To be fair, I had my son as well. So I was like, I'm just going to like, I can't be in a car with someone for that long. And like, my friend was like, yeah, absolutely. I will meet you there. And we just car like drove caravan down there. Um, No problem. Which is why like that friend made it through that time with me because she was really respectful and understood where I was coming from and wasn't like, that's a waste of gas or that's a waste of time. Or like, I wanted to have conversation on the way down or whatever. Just like, yep, I get where you're coming from. That is an accommodation I can make. Let's do it. Um, So, (coughs) again, I apologize for trying to do a podcast when my body is not really up for it. Um, I wanted to talk about that because, like I said, in the beginning, like in the early days of healing and trying to understand what happened, what you went through, why how what all do you have to dig through which obviously doesn't happen all at once but like just all the realization of everything like landing on top of you is so daunting and i mean i remember in the early days like and there's nothing wrong with this at all i did it it's completely natural you have a lot of like um i'm gonna call them anniversary i don't know what else to call them i did a an episode, um, recently about trauma versus where you remember a specific date and this happened or around this time, this is what I was going through or, and, or it's been one week, no contact. It's been four weeks, no contact. It's been six months, no contact. It's been a year, no contact. Like you have these milestones and you're thinking about them a lot because this is a huge deal. And I absolutely did that. And it wasn't like, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep track. I'm marking it all. You might do that. And that's Okay. But it was just like in your head, you're like, oh my gosh, it's been a week. Oh my gosh, it's been a month. Oh my gosh, like everything is just even while you're healing, even while you're trying to move on, even while you're trying to get away from everything you were in, it's like you're still swimming in you're still in the aftermath of it, right? It's I don't really want to compare it to war because there's a war going on right now. Um and I don't really like, I don't want to make light of it at all. Um, so I hope this is okay. But the thing that just popped into my head, I'm a very, I'm a very like image person. I, I think a lot in like imagery while I think and talk, but I pictured World War II, which we are a little more removed from. Um, but the war ended and there was still a lot of cleanup, and there was still a lot of repair, and there was still a lot of collective trauma, and there was still a lot, right? It wasn't just like, okay, the war is over. Let's go back to our lives. It's very much still a part of the feeling of people who were there, right? So again, not to make light of war, not to say that we're like in a war zone. Um, That's what came into my head was like the aftermath, still being very vivid right and so as time goes on like now if you go to England where a lot of things happened you might not know this is where this building was rebuilt or this is this was lost and we don't have this anymore and things like that because time has time has happened time has passed so That's kind of the same with where I'm going here is that, you know, as time goes on, those things do become less obvious to you. You might go somewhere that you were afraid of going. You might walk past someone who was there during that time who you don't have contact with anymore at the supermarket. And you're just like, that didn't bother me at all. For a long time, I was like really afraid to run into people from the gym where we both went who were aware of a lot going on, but only from the side of the abuser. And that scared me. I was just like, these people probably think I'm crazy, blah, blah, blah. But I have run into people from that time. And I just was like, hi, whatever. I don't care. So while you're still going to have those things, and as we continue to go through life, we're still going to have triggers we're still going to have trauma that comes up that we didn't realize was still in there. There are things that I have completely forgotten that I haven't really forgotten, right? It's still in there. And there are going to be things that don't ever come up again because that's kind of how our brain work. Like I forget a lot of good things. We forget a lot of, you know, everything, but it's possible that something comes up where you see something, you smell something, you hear something, you go somewhere and you're like, oh Yeah. And then you, and then you, you work through that. Right. But there are times that you're going to do things. You're going to say things. You're going to feel things you might love again. You might travel with someone again, thinking in the beginning, I'm never traveling with anyone again. I'm going to do everything by myself. I'm going to whatever, because I can't trust. I can't whatever. You might start to make new friends. You might start doing things that your abuser took from you said you couldn't do, said you weren't good enough for, you're too old for, you're too this, for, you're too that, for things that you lost, you might start to get back. Um, And that's part of the beauty of healing um, and coming out of these things. And we all deserve that. We all deserve those moments of both recognizing the milestones and recognizing the healing and the moments of not even realizing that the healing has happened because we're healing and so it's not quite so obvious in our minds. It's not the forefront of our brains anymore. That's back burner stuff. And when, and when you bring it forward and you're like, oh my gosh, two weeks ago, I did something that was on the back burner. That's pretty cool. It's beautiful and it's amazing. So I hope this was helpful. I, like I said, I didn't know where I was going to go with this. I, I really just want to honor all of our healing processes and how different they might look. And, you know, we don't know how long each of our journeys are going to be. Although, like I always say, I feel like healing is a forever thing. Like we're always just going to be moving and growing and changing. Right. It's not like I'm like, it's been three years and six months. I think I'm good now or whatever. Um, sure, I understand. I wasn't talking you. I don't know why that happened. Um, so, yeah, just honoring your journey, honoring wherever you're at on that journey whether you're just starting or you haven't started yet. And like, this could be really overwhelming. I know a lot of people will say like, I can't see where you're at right now because I'm not there. And it makes me feel, you know, like I'm never going to get there or it makes me feel guilty that I'm not there yet or shamed or whatever. And there are going to be people who have been out for 20 years, 30 years, whatever, who are listening to this. They're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I feel that too. Or I felt that or, you know, whatever. So I hope that this was still helpful in some way. And I hope that, I don't know, like I said, I wasn't planning on talking about the aftermath of extreme world traumas, especially since, like I said, we are in one. So I hope everyone's okay after that. <coughs> um, but anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm going to go write for a little bit. Stay tuned. I'll keep trying to give you updates on it. It's one of those things with the book where I'm like, I don't want to talk about it too much because like what if it never happens, I have a little bit of imposter syndrome or like maybe I don't believe in myself that I'll actually finish it, but I've been chugging along, getting those those thoughts on paper, so to speak, and um, I want to keep you all updated so that if and when it's there for you guys, you're ready for it and you're looking forward to it just as much as I am to getting it out of my soul and out for all of you, so do wish me luck with that if you're invested. Okay. Uh, Go do something nice for yourself today. Go drink some water, especially if you're sick. Slow down. Don't try to do all the things like I do. And uh, I'll be back next week with more.